Shall we begin? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Differential FPL Summer Series Podcast. My name is Deshapur Doherty, and with me today, I have um, Habi. Habi, hey, how's it going? I'm all right, I'm all right. How's it going? Going well, going well. And um, also here with me, returning again, uh, is um, Alex. Alex, suited guys, what's going on? How are you doing? I'm very well, my bro. I'm very well. Thanks for having me again. Uh, good to have you here. Um, we're supposed to have one more guest, um, Wahala. But, you know, postman Wahala, as usual, he's post... Oh, look at him. He's just about to enter the room. I feel like I should leave him outside for like five minutes as punishment. But, you know, we have to get cracking. So let me just admit Wahala in Namdi. Um, that's for people that don't know. You know, Namdi has been a guest on this on this podcast a few times and he was so anxious to come on so that he could have a talk with uh, with Alex. So I know Alex is, is looking forward to speaking with him. Namdi, <laughs> how far now? How are you doing? What to do, what to do, what to do. Nice. Nice. As you as usual, you came quite early. As if I didn't tell you <laughs> that I was going to be late. He's all Oh, we're dragging me across continents, man. Shit. <laughs> we call it we call it black people time. <laughs> Who was that? Me. Who was that? Is that Alex? Yeah, oh, Alex. Oh, Alex. You good? My my bro, I'm good, man. Good to have you here, man. Hey, yeah, good, okay. Man. Yeah, I was just saying that we'll drag you we'll drag you across continents and apps until you decide to start coming <laughs> 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 Right, so <laughs> So it's, so it's good to have everyone here. Um, um, yeah, um, I, I think most of our regular listeners will know Namdi. He's been on the podcast a few times. Um, we've had him on, and it's great to have him on again. He's an Arsenal fan. So for today, we've got a few uh, items that we want to touch. Um, right now, this is the summer series. Obviously, we're not talking FPL. We will have an FPL pod next weekend um, before the season starts, but. Um, for now, uh, right now, the first thing we're going to talk about right now, because um, Habi is is going to leave us in maybe about half an hour. So he's going to go watch the um, Chelsea match, which is probably a waste of time. But anyways, you know, you can go ahead and do that. But um, so Habi, first thing I want to touch on here is um, probably the, the biggest thing that's going on right now. Caicedo, what is going on there? Will he release... Do you guys? I mean, what we're seeing now is is a lot of talk from from uh, you know David Onstein, uh, Fabrizio. You know, uh, nothing is really moving. Like Brighton are, are standing still and saying they want this hundred million or nothing. Um, what I wanted to talk to you about as a Chelsea fan, do you think it's important to get Caicedo this season and? Is it worth paying all that money? Seeing as you you also paid that sort of money for Enzo. So yeah, the first answer is yes. It's very important to get Kaiser because that's the type of player that elevates you to like a really high level. But regarding the money, I mean, it's not my money, so I really don't give a fuck. But from like a sporting view, hundred yeah. million is a lot. I can't have a. Starting five out of two hundred million plus, like 
that is unheard of. Mm. It's just, it's really crazy. But the thing is, we've committed so much time already. We've been on this shit for like two months or so. And it'll be foolish if after all of that, we walk away from the deal. I mean, Ugate was right there. We, we dropped out because there was Caicedo to fall back on. Now we spent two months on Caicedo and no headway. But I saw that we have, we are making one more bid, which is going to be the final bid. So I'm just hoping Brighton come correct. You know, just end up looking foolish. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what what is the point of, of putting in one more bid if it's, if it doesn't meet what meets what Brighton is asking for? Do you understand? Like at this point, it feels like you already put in four bids. So at this point, it's kind of like just put up the money or just walk away. Because a fifth yeah. bid that doesn't meet what they want, what's the point of it? Okay, but the thing is, this time, Cancelo's people, his camp, they are pushing for the deal too. So there's a belief that it might be lower a bit. Maybe 1985, that's maybe an optimistic one. Cancelo's camp is pushing from, from their ends too. So I'm guessing that's what's giving Chelsea some sort of hint. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Alex, I want to bring you in on this a little bit because Caicedo is someone that, like, um, I mean, Liverpool didn't really do any, you know, put any mouth in for Caicedo. Um, Arsenal did in January, and I, I, I get Namdi to talk a little bit about it in the, in a few minutes. But seeing this this deal to Chelsea, how do you see it? How do you see it going? Do you feel like he will stay with Brighton, or do you feel like he will make that move? I think he's going to stay with Brighton. I think Chelsea should have moved on a long time ago. Brighton don't want to sell him. And wow. the only... The, can, you, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can hear you. I don't care. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think the only the only way uh, he goes to Chelsea is if Chelsea put Enzo Rice's money on the table. And Chelsea are not willing to do that for... I don't know why they don't want him. Because Tony Bloom is one of those guys that He's a top cookie already. I think we all we all, we all established that fact. The fact that he has seen Enzo and Rice go for 100 million plus, there's no way he would let Kaiser go for anything less. The season starts in two weeks' time. So the longer Chelsea live it, the harder he's going to the higher he's going to get in. Because at some point, Tony Bloom is going to say, you know what, we're not selling him for 200 million. Wow. Kaiser I mean, extended his contract. So think of it. I mean, it's crazy because um, a lot of people say that in that extension, it was kind of like a gentleman's deal. But we all know what it's about, like all this gentleman stuff. You know, I don't be gentleman at all. All that, all that kind of yeah. <laughs> exactly. <As long> as <laughs> that's, what Blue, that's what Tony Blue is telling yeah. Kaiser right now. That I'm a, Absolutely. <laughs> you know, so it's mad that hunt a club like Brighton can look at 80 million, 90 million and be like, nah, that's not for us. That just but seemed... think about it though. He's young. Yeah, <laughs> so, he is. Yeah. Yeah. But with no English tax, 90 million, it, it, it seems it seems crazy. I mean, Namdi, what do you think about this 90 million, this deal for Kaiseido? I mean, do you think he makes that move? Well, first of all, let's just say very quickly that he's not worth that money. Kaiseido no, is not no. worth 90 million. Kaiseido is not worth 70 million. Kaiseido is not worth 60 million. Let's get that out of the way first and foremost. Okay. Secondly, I think that um, Brighton has been playing chicken, just like uh, West Ham were playing chicken with us. And I think somewhere, somehow, they have the information that Chelsea won this guy badly enough. And all they have to do is stand their ground and eventually they'll pay the money. I think having seen how things went with Enzo not too long ago, and you have to say that in terms of just 
not just the talent, but in terms of their readiness to make that shift from a smaller to a larger club, Caicedo stands in better stead than Enzo did when he made his move to Chelsea. I think having seen all that history, Brighton is sort of like, you know what, well, let's, let's see, man. Uh, somebody's going to come in for this guy at a price that makes sense. And Chelsea probably don't want to be out-fought or, or out-hustled on this transfer. So I don't know if he makes the move, but I think that Brighton isn't going to lower their ask on the one hand. And on the other hand, Caicedo isn't worth that money. And it's just a bit of madness right now. It's a bit of madness. I was just going to quickly just add to what Namdi said. Um, a little rebuttal there. I think Namdi, it's difficult to say he's not worth that money. Because if you start, if you, if you go down that route, look at the player Man United just bought. And I know we're going to touch on him later on. Is he worth that money? Look at when Enzo made him move to Chelsea. Was he worth that money? So I think at this point in time, when we start asking the players of what a certain amount of money, the market has gone crazy. He's only he's worth what you actually want to pay for him. It's that simple. And when you actually look at what Casado can give you, not compared to other players that have gone for that amount of money, Casado can play right back. He can play as an eight. He can play as a six. He's young. Yes, he's not English. But when you look at the attributes that he has, I think. Brighton are well within the right to ask for 100 mil plus. Well, there you go. No, I, I understand what you mean. And I, I understand that the market is, is quite crazy right now. But all I'm saying is it needs to be said that he's not worth the amount being quoted right now. It's worth being said. I understand yeah. that he can do a job. But even if you compare him to other players going for big money in the window right now, you can't tell me that Caicedo and Declan Rice are mates for them to be going for around the same amount of money. Do you know what I mean? There's, they're, like, they're not on the same scale. They're not in the same room. And that's not any skin off Caicedo's back. Caicedo, they bore. But in terms yeah. of just experience, do you understand? The fact that Rice is, has been a leader, has gone all the way to a European final and won it, they shouldn't be in the same weight class. That's that's Fair my enough. take anyway, you know, and, and I was happy Arsenal didn't get him because I thought that was crazy money for that player who's only 20. Do you feel what I mean? Fair so enough. good luck to Fair Chelsea enough. if they get him. Fair enough. I'm just going to add one last one, Dima, if I pass back to you mm-hmm. very quickly. I, th- I think one thing that we're both mentioning is Brighton wanted Colwell and Chelsea mm-hmm. refused to sell Colwell to them. So I think there's, 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 yeah, so there's something there in terms of maybe, I won't call it bad that's blood. That's it. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah, and then um, Habi as well, just so you know, um, Namdi has some, <laughs> Namdi, um, Alex has some skin in the game when he talks about Colwell because he's a defender that, you know, Alex wants. Yep. I know that recently Colwell actually put up his, put up Chelsea's, um, a picture of him wearing the new Chelsea j- jersey. You know, uh, so Habib, does that mean that Coville is do- Coville is definitely staying now? He's not going anywhere. Before I answer you, I just want to tell Alex to perish that idea. No, Habib, my hot take next summer. Next summer, Coville joins Liverpool. I, I tell uh, you what, he hasn't he hasn't extended his contract. So watch that. That's baby. true. He, he hasn't, hasn't extended yet. Yeah, he hasn't. Mm-hmm. Yep. He hasn't. Exactly. He hasn't extended yet. But you know, so Habib. Let me ask you, Habib, would you, would you, would yeah. you, would you ha- allow Cowell to go if it means you get Caicedo? Fuck no. <laughs> you feel he's that important? 
Yes, I mean, there are some type of players if you have, don't let them go, bro. That guy should live and die, Chelsea. It should be like John Terry 2.0. Oh, I'll give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair enough. Now, let's move to a little bit more, um, a different kind of note here with... Um, with um, Chelsea players, your preseason games have looked good. I mean, you even play one in another like twenty minutes, which is why I feel you are probably going to go and watch. Which players have impressed you the most? I I, I kind of like the look of, and there's a lot of people are talking about him, so it's not like I, I I've scouted one, I've done one mild, mad scouting, but I've liked the look of Jackson, you know, in that number nine position. Do you see him as being very important to your season this to this coming season? And how do you think he will fare in the Premier League? I mean, definitely, at least for the first part of the season, it's going to be very important because it's basically he and Roger Fati for the sport. Roger even, he didn't even fly to the US. He's still recovering from his ACL. So he's going to have the nod for now. And he's looked really, really good. After fitting into the EPL, I mean, I think he's going to be a good fit. He's physical, he's strong, he's fast. I mean, he's no Troy Dini or Ivan Tony, but... He can still hold his own against defender. So, yeah, he's giving stuff to make one positive about him. Are there any other players in that team, in your team that you're looking at right now? And you're thinking, okay, this guy might be the one to actually take us, you know, do very well for us this season. I mean, they've been a couple. Like, and one thing I'm really happy about now is we have no reason to ever rush with James back from his injuries. Uh, Malogusto is such a beautiful player. Oh my god! So at least that's that's right back sorted. Then the young in Casade, Santos, and Matson too have been very impressive. But I don't know how they'll fit in. Even if they do, it will be like major minutes. It'll just be bits and pieces here. So can't get too excited about that. All right, fair enough. And um, just today, um, you guys have signed a center back. I mean, I only know what people talk about the game. I've never actually watched him. People say he's, he's, he's rated, you know, quite, not not highly, highly, but he's, he's rated to a high enough amount, you know, to come in because obviously because of Fofana, Fofana's injury. How do you see this guy? Have you ever watched him before? Yep. Still in my Monaco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen him at Monaco. How, what is he, what yep. kind of player is he? I mean, he's, he's a 40 KC, very strong. Not fast, very good passing on him, and really very, very good. And that's a good box is offensively and defensively. So, right, I um, before um, this is for Namdi. Before, before, before you, before we came, before you came on Namdi, uh, yeah, Abi gave us his off, off comments, off the he was <laughs> off the guy, <laughs> he was off for a reason, this guy. <laughs> It was off. Oh, it was off. It was, and I'm going to, I'm going to cast him here. But I wanted to know. You gave us what you thought Chelsea would do this season. But I wanted to get your feeling on what you think Chelsea would do this season. Listen, I don't, I don't know what he said, right? <laughs> but, but we're talking about a, a page two team, you know, a mid-table team. So quite <laughs> yeah, um, calling it. <laughs> I, I think it's, I think it's only given that they've hired a serious manager and they seem to be doing um, well, they're always doing more and more business in transfer markets for the last 20 years. That's what we've known Chelsea for. In the summer and the winter, they pull out their checkbooks. 
But not winning I, European trophies that you don't have. Man, guys, oh my have god, are we, we, we really going to do that on this podcast? We now know they were tainted. We now know they were tainted, don't we? You guys just paid a fine. But let's leave yeah. it. Listen, bottom line is I, I see Chelsea in eighth place. That's uh, that's how I feel. And I think they win no trophies. I don't think they um, will progress very far in either the FA Cup or the League Cup. Or if they do, they, I mean, listen, it's a rebuild season. So I'm not even saying this is any contempt. I'm not trying to hate on them. Eighth place should be all right. That's four places up. I like that. It would be nice to actually... It would be nice to see them get... get <laughs> and I would just like to say that... That uh, your, 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 your prediction of what you said was vastly different from what Habi said. Just, just, oh, what well, well, did Habi have? Did Habi have them challenging for the title? <laughs> Nothing so serious. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing so serious. But it, it's mad that you think. I mean, I, I I am with you on that. I'm not sure about the position, but I'm with you on that. That like this is this is a transition year for the, for them, pretty much. Um, yeah. Pochettino is a good coach. I was I was, I didn't like the fact that they got Pochettino because he, like you said, he's a good coach. He he can do very, things. Very they have a coach. young. They have a young team. They have a young team though, but. They have the maybe a few players, a good play, a few good players here and there, and and you p- could possibly do better. Um, uh, Alex, what do you think about what Hala said? Are you on that same page of where Chelsea might finish? I I, I am I am I don't I I think I think they'll be okay due to the fact that they've got a very progressive manager who will give youth a chance. So mm-hmm. you, what we're what we're going to see with Chelsea this season is a lot of energy and drive and and pushing, but. When, when, pardon my French, yeah, but when Ish hit the fan, they, they will fold. And the manager, to be fair, in as much as we, we rate him in terms of him being a progressive manager and whatnot, he's still a loser. Yeah. Sad to say. He is. So, <laughs> I think, no, 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 he is. Like, he is. No, no, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm just trying to keep it real. I, like, I do like Pochettino, but, he, but he's got this whole, he's got that tag, that whole loser tag. So I think, when you couple that with the fact that there's a bunch of young players at Chelsea, because apart from Thiago Silva, when I look through that Chelsea squad, there's a lot of inexperience. And there's going to be times when the games start coming thick and fast and the players will need to knuckle down. I don't know if they've got that in them. So I can see Chelsea finishing sixth or seventh. Then, yeah, and that'll be that. So they, they need to look at Pochettino as a long-term project as opposed to trying to do anything crazy this season so that's not going to happen just to right. just to add to what alex said and happy i'm not i'm not piling on you or anything right now please but do the truth, about, the, truth, <laughs> <laughs> the truth about it is you've you've got a, a whole almost a whole new squad, squad in a very yeah. short time and we're talking about players who don't understand the history of chelsea who have no real relationship with the backroom staff up till now who don't have any relationship with each other off the pitch, on the pitch. It's hard, man. I don't see how whomever the coach is gets that team functioning at elite capacity against United, Arsenal, Newcastle, Liverpool, Jonas, and teams that are trying to build on from their last couple of seasons, who are trying to also shift gears upwards. I don't see Chelsea really getting ahead of any of those guys just yet. I think you're going to need a season, season and a half before everybody gets used to Pochettino. If he, if he gets that long with the 
the cowboy you have at the at the helm. So let's see. Uh, <laughs> well, before I take my leave, let me. <laughs> <laughs> I will not chase well, you, then, Abby. Tell. Why not chase you? But <laughs> but wow. what, what do you think? What do you think? Go on. While all of you have made very valid points, I don't need us to beat Manchester United, Man City, Arsenal, or Liverpool. It's just the rest. That, that's it. I'm not trying to win, win the league under Pochettino. And just again, Shokwe, game week 37, the final podcast release ahead of next season. Make sure you have Wahala and Alex on that podcast. Look <laughs> <laughs> at that table. We must look at that table by then. I will not forget. That would be, that, be great to come back to. And I will look forward to that. All right. So that's enough of, of Chelsea. You know, we don't want to spend all day talking about a mid-table team. You know, I'm sorry. I had to, I had to <laughs> don't drop that one. <laughs> sorry. But yeah, about sorry about that. Um, so I also wanted to talk a little bit about Onana. But, um, you know, um, Shola couldn't be here today. Um, oh, yeah, just so you know, last week, Shola and I were actually at the United-Arsenal game. So it kind of looks like everybody was there pretty much, but I didn't see one person, which is kind of funny. But, um, yeah, I, yeah you know, when you when you see people are like on Instagram with like all the pictures and everything, but yeah. you didn't actually see them in the stadium, you know. Exactly. It was a good event. It was a mad event. And, you know... Um, the match wasn't that great, to be honest. Um, a few mistakes from Arsenal and United won, which is kind of shitty, but he's not here, so he can't make fun of it. So that's good. You know, maybe <laughs> next time, maybe next time he comes on. So we can move on from that a little bit. But um, actually, you know what? Before we move on on that, you guys can give, give us your takes on Onana. There's been a lot of talk about like, oh yeah, Onana knows how to use his legs, but he doesn't save a lot. I, I, I don't buy into that. I think he's 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 very good with his with his feet. And he can definitely make sales. But do you guys think he moves United up a level? I mean, Alex, you can go first. Yeah, um, Onana is an interesting one. He he's a very good goalie. He will add uh, an extra dimension to United uh, to the way United play. I think that's for sure. Ten Hag knows him, which obviously makes it hopefully for United fans an easier transition in terms of um, getting used to the team and 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 whatnot. He will make the games more exciting in a good way and in a bad way, depending on how you look at it. Because I think certain players will will try the luck against him because he comes off his line a lot. So there are gonna be mm-hmm. certain players in the premiership who will try and who will try and obviously make him look silly. But in terms of what he adds to United, I think I think we've already seen that in the game against Real Madrid. His starting position already is different from the way uh uh DDG played. So he'll make United Long and short, more on the front foot, which obviously right. I think they need because the way they've been playing under uh, DDG has been a little bit, obviously, transition, trying to hit things on the counter. And obviously, adding a player like Onana to that can only be a good thing for them. So, yeah. All right, fair enough. But what about you, Nam? Does that, does that relate to what you would think? Just saying okay. that he, he strikes me as one of those guys who his manager will have undying faith in him even though other managers or opposition players might think different, you know, of the way they play. Um, I like the kid. I like his style, really. I think he's a big personality, and Ten Hag seems to have been going for big personalities. You know, those kind of guys that have that spirit and determination and big voices in the dressing room. So 
I see how he fits in the project. And obviously, Ten knows him from when he played with his Ajax teams. So I think let's just see because the Premiership is 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 different from other leagues. It's faster, and it's um, probably not the best league to have a showboating goalie. But let's see, man. I like him, like I said. So I can't like him too much because he plays for a rival team, and I really do hope he fails. Mm-hmm. Of course, amen. Of course, of course. Of course. <laughs> that whole stadium let it just be a theater of nightmares for him. Is what yes, I would say. And then uh, I mean, there's something that you guys said there about you know Premier League teams catching him out. I mean, there are some goalkeepers in the Premier League who do like a very good job, even though. And they play a similar style. Maybe they are not as aggressive as he is going out of their box. But, you know, Alex, yes. you have um, um, Becker for Liverpool. Who plays that kind of style? And yes, sometimes he gives it away. But most of the time, the way he plays helps you guys out a lot. So um, he's he's a bit bigger. He's definitely big, bigger and um, than um, Unana. So he's on, he, he, and he's able to save more. Than, than Onana is, you know, because he's like one of the top, top keepers in the world. So do you, do you see Onana reaching that level, that elite level while he's at United? Uh, no, he's African. Next. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I'm Alex, joking. Alex. So since we're joking, what do you really think? No, hitting Becker's level, that's a come on, man. Like, at least well, yeah. maybe, yeah, yeah, that's like, that's, yeah. Not everyone's going to get to reach that level. Onana, like, like Nambi has rightly said, he's a good goalie. Like, no doubt about it. He strikes uh-huh. those, those kind of goalies that always want to be the center of attention. Sometimes it works, sometimes it wouldn't work. Uh-huh. United. <laughs> yeah, you have to give it to Alex. He's not going to try and praise a United keeper on here. So I can definitely understand. So let's leave it. Yeah, yeah. And we hope he fails. Yeah, we hope he fails at the end of the day. It might work, Straight it might up. not work. Well, yeah. yeah that's nice. It's, it's, it's good that Salah is not here to defend him because he would have been opening his mouth here and trying to do something. <laughs> but it's good. It's good. So um, so we can leave Unana for now. Um, we'll, we'll follow it. Uh, as it goes on, it's crazy that United didn't use that Rihanna song for his intro, though. That's <laughs> <laughs> like the that's easiest open goal ever, and they still didn't do it. This guy mad, but anyways, anyways, it's, just, it's one of those things, I guess. Uh, what I also want to talk about is Saudi and the, how the perception is shift is shifting with Saudi. Because when they first came in, everyone was worried that ah, why are Saudi buying all these Chelsea players. And you know, you know what's going on. There's something dodgy going on, but it's like they're picking players off different clubs in Europe, and pretty much kind of bailing out teams that are looking to move on players for not and and the money they are spending. They are not spending like oh, 100 million on random ass players. They are pretty much spending the market value of that player and buying them for good amounts of money. So, what I wanted to talk about here, Namdi, you can go first. Here is is Saudi bailing out Europe here? So I have I have an alternative take on this Saudi situation. Yeah, I think right. for many years, Europe has been colonizing football in other parts of the world, and the strength of European leagues, which you know, in consequence, strengthens the football teams of the major European powers, 
I think it's it's about time they got some serious competition. You know what I mean? There was a time in my life when I hoped that there would be some kind of renaissance in Portugal or or in Greece, you know, where one of those leagues would suddenly become strong and it wouldn't be the same old top table uh, dominance from France and England and Spain and so on. But I like that Saudi approach, you know, bottomless pit of cash attracts talent. Maybe not that they follow that model. And I think that there's going to be, if not quite a trend, but you're going to see players more open to playing elsewhere. You're going to see managers of national teams completely shutting the door on players from outside of Europe's top leagues. Now, in terms of bailing out Premier League clubs, I don't really have an opinion on that, to be honest. I think that we kind of hold these clubs to a much higher standard than they hold themselves. Everybody is looking for how to balance without too much effort on your part. Come on, do what you got to do. That's my take. All right, fair enough. Um, Namdi, I'm sorry, Alex, what do you think about that? How do you see Saudi yeah. Premier in Europe? Yeah, I, I, I agree with Namdi um, in terms of um, them providing that competition and coming as an alternative um, to shut the rest of the world up, really. Uh, we saw the whole Super League in terms of what was trying to be had, was meant to happen there and how that got shut down. But from a, from a whole Saudi as an organisation, obviously, region, country, whatever, I think I think it's interesting. And it gives the rest of Europe almost a get-out-of-jail card so that obviously speaks to the point that you're trying to uh, that you're trying to make uh, demand, where yeah. they're almost help they're almost helping clubs in Europe and uh, almost giving them a second chance. So clubs that quote unquote messed up, for example Chelsea. I don't want to look like I'm piling up on Chelsea, but I'm just trying to use Chelsea to make a point. Chelsea sold about eight nine players, most of them going to the Saudi league. And when you think about how that's helped Chelsea overcome the FFP restrictions that they were under. It's helped yeah. them. Liverpool again. We would have struggled to get ten million for for Henderson and Fabinho. And here comes Saudi. They will build us out. So it's almost a scratch my back, a scratch your back kind of thing. Everyone, everyone is happy, quote unquote, because when you think about it, the Saudi league is getting a little bit more recognition. They're pumping money into European clubs who wouldn't have got that money that they can then use to reinvest and make less mistakes in the future. So I think when you look at the entire ecosystem. Everyone is happy because at the end of the day, everyone has gained something out of this. Yeah, that's good. That's a good way to look at it. Because I was I was looking at it a little bit more, and I was like, what might what we might see even happen more of is more players from Italy and Spain moving over there to make these huge sums of money, and then going back to you know Italy and Spain, and hopefully that will pump a little bit of more money into those leagues because those leagues are just dragging behind. I don't like the way the Premier League is like pretty much just cherry picking whoever they want from Italy and Spain. You know, it feels like these days, it feels like Bournemouth is kind of like is, is fighting with AC Milan for a player. Like that doesn't that doesn't sound right to me. And, you know, like Bournemouth, yeah. I, don't, I don't care. Except if Bournemouth have a billionaire that's suddenly taking over and changed their their stakes. It, it shouldn't be a case where one of the best clubs in Italy is fighting with one of the worst clubs in the Premier League for a player. It should, you know, because they don't have the money to compete. So I, I I'm hoping. You know, Saudi is able to pump more money into those leagues. Hopefully, those guys as well can can make more money and catch up with the Premier League. 
because you know it's competition is always good you know i don't want to yeah, uh, absolutely yeah and you're right and if you look at the kind of contracts that these guys are getting yeah. so three years two and a half years three years two years so to yeah. your point they're going to saudi make money mm-hmm. and hopefully come back to europe there you go points set, set maximum three-year contract when he's only 20 mid 20 mm-hmm. yeah and like what he does like Two years, maybe a club comes in and pays ten million to Saudi, gets a nice player off their off their hands. Say Maxima has made money, so you know, and he has also like Saudi is not the kind of league where, you know, you have to stay there for five ten years. Nah, bro, you do like one nice year, collect your money, everybody laugh, everybody is happy to see you, you score a few goals, pick up your load, and you go away. You know, no wahala, no 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 problem. So yeah, um, that that's fine. That's I just want to touch on that a little bit. So now I want to talk a little bit more about preseason friendlies between um, with um, Arsenal and and Liverpool in question here because you know you guys Liverpool fan Arsenal fan you know it's good to talk about it. So Wahala, your your service is a bit bad. It's, it, sometimes it's fast, sometimes it's slow. I don't you, know. Where are you surprised? You guys are abroad now. Why are you treating me? Please, yeah, please. We have we have people. We have I'm people in Nigeria all the time. We have people in Nigeria all the time. They're not as bad. Bro, are you in the building? Cats. It's raining cats and dogs in Abuja, man. I think that's. Oh, I'm oh yeah, that's true. I I, 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 I remember that that like, Nigeria. Whenever it rains, everything just seems like it's down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But try, 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 try and get a nice service area. I know you're wow, not. Wow. So just get a nice service area. But wow. let me talk to you a little bit now about. Let's start off with Arsenal first before we move on to Liverpool. You know, you yeah. have not had you on since Arsenal made all these signings. Spent about two hundred m right now. Um, but yeah. well, you know, I think we're the highest spenders right now. Though United are catching up quick. Once they sign yeah. this striker, and I think Amrabat, I think they they are signing their their money spent goes up to like almost two hundred, if not mistaken, if not over yeah. that already. But um, how do you feel about all these signings that Arsenal have brought in? And how do you see them uh, linking up with the rest of the players for this season? When we were linked with Rice early on, I didn't want that signing to happen because Rice looked a little crazy to me. Yeah. But since then, you know, as it became more and more obvious that we were going to clinch the deal, I started watching him. And I think my first observations about Rice are that he's a very calm player. He's a team player. You can see the way people relate with him and speak about him. Backroom staff to other administrative members of the club to his actual teammates. It's very clear that this is like a special personality. I like that. As for the football itself, I think Declan Rice is is going to definitely be a plus for us this season. I think that if party stays on, having two elite options at DM is good for us. And I think the fact that he can also play in other roles in central midfield, you know, he can play as a box-to-box player potentially. Yeah, I like Rice. I also like... Um, I like Kai Havertz as a player. I admired him even before he came to to, to the Arsenal. So before he came to the league, to the Premier League. But, you know, I don't usually agree, agree with that guy. I was not with that guy on Talk Sport, uh, Jason something or the other. The one who said yeah. Kai Havertz reminded me of Ozil. Jason, J- Jason Conley. There, there you go. I don't, usually, I don't usually pay too much attention to what he's saying. 
because he's entertaining, but sometimes he misses the mark. But I think he was on the mark with this one. I think Kai is one of those players who will drift out of games and I already have him down to be an underachiever this season. You know, I'm not trying to be a wet blanket. So any other Arsenal fans that are listening, listen, I really want him to do well. I just don't think that he will be as good as the money we've paid for him. Now, to, the reason I've left this guy for last is because I think he's a real, he's a real find of the three purchases. Like Timber is like if if he were a boxer, he's one of those boxers that just has every trick in the book. Do you know what I'm saying? On the front foot, on the back foot, this guy has good defense, good offense. That's if you were a boxer. As a footballer, his versatility, playing in every position across the back line, can slip into midfield. I love him. The point is, I think Timber is the best of the three. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. D-Man wants to hear some wise things about boxing, but he doesn't understand the sport. All right, fair but, enough. Um, yeah, let me leave that. Listen, this guy, Timber, he's the best of the three we've purchased so far, and I don't care if anybody loses their place to him, except my my young son Saliba. All the other players in that back line are vulnerable to Timber. And I'll welcome it. That's right. my take. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, Alex, listening to um while I go on about our signings, and obviously, um, I think you guys this season, Liverpool, will be trying their best to actually get back to that point where they are challenging City. So, how how much of a threat do you see Liverpool, um, Arsenal next season? Oh, huge, huge threat. Um, <laughs> and before, and before I mean, before I even talk about um the whole threat levels when it comes to Arsenal. I 100% agree with everything Wala has just said. I love Urien Timber. I think he's 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 going to be a best signing out of the three of them actually. I think I think um Havertz will be alright. I think Rice will be okay. But I think Timber glorious signing. And I'm actually and it pains me every day that we didn't get him because uh, we were crying we were crying out for a player like that who could play as a right back and as a centre back because as you guys know with my touch on it we need a centre back and we need a right back in terms of cover. So imagine getting a player who can play both positions and more. He's Dutch. Like, we've got Gapo and Van Dijk there. And I don't know why we didn't get him. But anyway, back to um, threat levels of Arsenal. I think, you want to hear me say this outside? <laughs> I think Arsenal, I, I, honestly, this is, see, all jokes aside, I think Arsenal is the most equipped team this season to win the Premiership ahead of Man City. I said that. And I'll tell you why. You might think I'm, I'm just saying it for the sake of. I think a number of reasons. There's going to be a lot of changes at City, which we're already seeing. They're losing big characters. They like to Mares and Gondogan. And I still think there might be one more to go. Yes, they'll replace them. Maybe with Rafinha and other, and they will replace a Gondogan with Kovacic. But losing big players and big personalities like that, who always come clutch for you every season, can is it, huge, in my personal opinion. Add to the fact that it's going to be difficult for them to actually win four prems in a row, if I'm not mistaken. That's not mm-hmm. easy. If any team can do it, obviously it's City. But I don't know if they will still have that hunger. So that's why I think there might be a little bit of a dip when it comes to uh, City. And the team most equipped to actually pounce is Arsenal, simply due to the fact that you came close last season, your players are now even more experienced, and you've added, you've not lost anything per se. I think, I think Jack will be a miss. But the fact that you've added to that with someone who's also got personality in Rice, I think you're equipped. Uh, I don't know if you want me to segue into Liverpool in terms of our chances, but we might get to that. But yeah, Arsenal's level to me, for me, they're the favourite. 
right. Let me just give let me give Al, um, Namdi a chance to to come back. Then did you want to say something about what Alex just said mm-hmm. regarding the uh, challenge? Listen, man, I I think that we're definitely in the mix for sure. I think that we're equipped with the right players to mount a challenge. And, you know, getting the right players is not just about getting good players, also about getting players who fit into a particular system, who understand each other on the same wavelength. You know, like back in the day, Chelsea bought Andriy Shevchenko, who was at one point the best player in the world, and he couldn't fit in. So yeah. I think what we got is players who will fit in into a system that, you know, will click to the rhythms of Mikel Arteta. I don't know that we're ready to win the league yet. Um, I don't think it's too far-fetched to say that Liverpool will also be up there jostling with us and City for, for the title and potentially even United as well. So I'm looking forward to a very good four-horse race. That's actually what I hope will happen this season. Beyond that, well, it remains to be seen. Yeah, and that's um, that's yeah. one of the things... That's, that's fair. And that's one of the things that, that has me thinking of how important it is for for Arsenal to actually maintain their top four this season and not get dragged too much into a battle for it, pretty much. Because when you look at teams that are all vying for the title, for top four, they're all big teams who can spend money and are spending money. Um, they're all set to sides. You know, you have, you have Man City, you have Liverpool, you have Aston Villa, you have Newcastle, you have... Um, I'm not going to add Chelsea right now, but... All these teams, they have really good managers, especially United and Liverpool. So all of them going for the title, four to four, whatever it is, it's going to be really hard to maintain it. Man City have not even started spending this summer window. I mean, Alex, they've only signed Kovacic, if I'm not mistaken. You know, yeah. there's a lot of talk of Gavridal um, joining them yeah. as well. But even after they sign him, they're still going to sign at least one or two more attackers because they lost Mares. So, I mean... Before we talk about City, and I don't want us to get into City yet too much. Um, I know you want to talk about Liverpool. Right now, they still they haven't made any more signings since we last spoke. But they yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm so sorry, brother. Like I, I really was gonna not be a ticket and leave it alone, but there's yeah. nobody like Gavridor, bro. What? There's no what, such player as What is this? What Guardio, bro? You said Guardio. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's what I think that's it is. It. I don't. I don't think that's it's it. That's it. That's it. His first name is. His first name is Yosko. Yosko. I'll call him Yosko. Yosko is better. Are you happy? <laughs> with, your, with your fake service, are you happy? Bro, now? I tried. I really tried. I really, really tried. I couldn't help it. Screw you, man. Screw you. But anyways, back to what I was saying. It's like your service got correct when you now wanted to say that one. But anyways, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Going out to Liverpool, there's been a lot of talk about Lavia right um, coming in. And it looks like that deal will be done. You know, he's going to come in, play that role with um, Fabinho, right? And I'm guessing... Um, hand, um, the replacement for Hendo could easily be McAllister or, or um, what was the name of the other guy? Dominic. Do- Do- Dominic. Dominic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. So, with Labia coming in, do you think you guys are still set or or that CB that you're looking for is is it how important is it that you get that CB? Huge. I've used this word earlier and I'll use it again. It's huge. And I know sometimes you guys think I played this whole. Uh, reverse psychology card, but I'm <laughs> keeping it 100 with you guys. Honestly, I'm keeping it 100. If we don't get a CV and possibly a right back, we are in trouble. 
we are in serious trouble. Lavia coming in helps us. I remember I always said that we need a, a DM, we need a CV, and we need a right back. A DM looks like Lavia is coming in. Um, we're still, we're, I think we're still waiting for the Fabinho money to get into our account before we pay Southampton. So I think by this time next week, we'll be a Liverpool player. And that's fine. That solves that, that part. But the reason why I'm t- I keep saying the CV is very important is for two big reasons. Konate is injury prone. This is not something that we don't know. He will get injured at some point. And the system that we're looking to play now with his whole trend inverted means we need a Konate or another centre-back who's got pace and power. Because Trent is going to be going into midfield and Konate is the new one covering. So when he gets injured, what happens? Matip's legs are gone and Gomez hasn't just recovered from his injuries. So Matip and Gomez are good fourth-choice centre-backs. Fourth-choice centre-backs. We need a third-choice centre-back. Unfortunately, we don't. We, it's why I keep saying I'm very pained we didn't get uh, Julian Timber because he would have just been that person that can play right back play as a third-choice centre-back if and when needed. Um, but yeah, I'm still hopeful that we get a centre-back. If we get a centre-back in addition to the DM, I think we can we can, I think we can win the title, personally. If we don't get a centre-back, third is our best. It's that big for me, honestly. It is that big because I know that Kanati is going to get injured for five, six, seven games. And in the Premiership, five, six, seven games, you can be out of it. Yeah, so, yeah. that is true. With the way um, a lot of teams play... Like pretty much, if you are like you have to be on pretty much between ninety to hundred points to win the league, or just yeah. below that, you can't. You can't. There's not a lot of room to to mess up. Um, Alex, what do you think about that? I said Alex. Um, Wahala, what do you think about that? Liverpool's chances if they do not sign a centre back. Um. So, yeah, Alex has said this thing, you know, very a few times. He's been quite clear about the fact that. They need cover. But I'll say this, man. Liverpool has been for a long time about their pace going forward. Uh, Klopp's capacity to get every every single player to give more than 100% each game. I think they're threats whether or not they sign a centre-back. Personally, I really do. And I think that they're probably going to have one of those crazy seasons when Van Dijk and Konate just stay fit the whole way. Amen. You know, like it, it just looks like it looks like it's shaping up to be that. Like Liverpool have gone under the radar a little bit because of how last season went. People have forgotten that that team is a beastly team. You know, yeah. You still yeah. have so many potent pieces. Yeah. Liverpool yeah. are going to be up there, man. Yeah, so, I, I mean, like. The, one of the main reasons, the main reasons why I actually feel like Liverpool are going to be up there, apart from the fact that they have a blistering attack. And they've added some nice pieces in midfield. Is Klopp? Yeah, Klopp is the second best manager in the league, right? And he has done more with less with this Liverpool side. He has done more with less, um, and we have also seen Klopp back. I'm sorry, bounce back from two weirdly bad seasons before, yeah. and go after the title with with so much ferociousness and aggressiveness. So I feel like there's no. With the way Liverpool are, they're going to be definitely be up there. Whether or not they sign this CB that, you know, Alex is talking about. Though, I can definitely understand that a new CB is needed. And you need someone that can definitely not only challenge what Konate is doing, but also someone that can play with um, with or without VVD. 
because um, yeah because he is definitely he's not definitely on the way down he could probably turn it up next season and you know be like Thiago Silva and play for the next five six years but you can't determine that and just decide that you're not going to have Mati, you're going to have Mati Pangomez you probably do need an extra guy in there that does it I'm, I mean there was someone that played right back when um, since Trent has been playing midfield who was that? Um, no Trent has been playing right back so when, when, we, when we've got the ball he goes into midfield when we're not with the ball, he goes back to his right back slot. But in, if you mean in preseason, the player yeah, preseason, so yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. His name is Connor Bradley, so it was an academy product. Very good player. Don't get me wrong, very good player. He was the Bolton's player of the year last season. So that that goes to show you um, the promise that he has. But unfortunately, again, he's a kid. He can't. Yeah. We can't. We can't rely on him as someone that will come in and and. And take us to the promised land. And if you look at the, if you look at this lad, he's he's skinnier than Shola. <laughs> <laughs> Shola is not so, skinny anymore. I guess I don't get belly. Shola yeah, is not skinny anymore. Not these days. Skinnier than twenty twenty fifteen Shola. But the point I'm trying to make is when you see him, when you see him, and the empty man, he just looks like a kid. So he can't even be someone that he can rely on as a as a backup. He probably needs another loan again. Where, when mm. we're now bringing someone. It needs milk. Trend. He needs milk, exactly. It he needs milk. milk. That's, that's, yeah, that's pretty yeah. much what it is. So, so yeah, so Conor yeah. Bradley has been playing that position. Yeah, and um, I wanted to talk a little bit about Europe as well. Um, um, Champions League, I mean, obviously, there's no other Champions League club here that we can talk Champions League with, but we can talk Europa <laughs> League. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys think you take it seriously? Alex, Alex isn't laughing. How come? I'm, 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 I'm not even laughing. Yeah, I think we'll take it seriously. I think we'll take it seriously. I think, and I think we should take it seriously because mm. it's one route into Champions League anyway. One, yeah. number two is a, tr- is a trophy. Number mm-hmm. three, when it comes to when we hit January. We're gonna see the likes of um, Arsenal, possibly Ajax, Monaco in the competition. We're off. Yeah, yeah, I said Arsenal. Yeah, I see. So, I Oh my dude. No, listen. I actually agree with. Actually, agree with that. You know, I said that before. I don't know why that you keep saying that. I don't know why you keep saying that. Wahala, we're not going back to Europa. Stop trying to say those things. Champions League is tough. tough. I'm telling you. No, Champions League is tough. But I feel like we need to see where the, um, what's it called? Where the, what picks we get first before we start wishing Europa on ourselves. Well, we haven't played Champions League football for five seasons. Five seasons. Understood. You don't just just climb back to that level overnight. I'm not saying that we're going to be in Europa next season. We're going back to the Champions League next season. Yeah. So this, this season will be a bit of a dress rehearsal, you know? All right, fair enough. My own is, I just, I, I hope we can give a good account of ourselves because Mikel hasn't done, I mean, apart from his um, FA Cup win, apart from that first FA Cup win, in the Cups, he has been very, very average in the Cups. Yep. Like, even against I still Shai remember Phillips. that game against Villarreal. Wow. Yeah. Shoddy. Yeah. That's yeah. As, as bad as it gets. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, like, it's just, I hope this is a season where, one thing I, I really want this season, apart from consolidating Champions League, is to, is to have a very, very good cup run. 
right? So I don't, I don't, I want the title. Every every fan wants the title. Do you understand? But I don't want us going for the title to be an excuse for not doing well in the cups. I don't want to say, um, oh well, we are chasing the title. So this FA Cup third round match, we're going to just drop all our big dogs. No, we need to go in hard for because we need to get used to going in hard for all these trophies because that's what the big boys do. They go in hard for all these trophies because you know there's only four. There's there are only four of them. You got to win one. So let's exactly. see what let let's see what he does. Hopefully we can come strong, and at least get that winning feeling in. Maybe win uh, an FA Cup, even if it's an FA Cup, I don't mind. Just just let's 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 just get it going. Let's just get it going. So um yeah, so that's that for that. I mean I don't know when Arsenal face Liverpool, but I can put it to you guys now and start with Wahala. Wahala, do you feel like Liverpool will finish ahead of us this season? Me, I'm oh, going wow. to sit kindly on the fence. I'm going to sit on the fence here so that, you know, you know, because this is my show and I get to make the rules. So, Namdi, what do you think? Do you do you think Liverpool finish ahead of Arsenal this season or will it be the other way around? And I know you're a closer Liverpool fan, by the way. <laughs> is he there? Have we lost Namdi? <laughs> I, I can't hear him. Maybe, maybe his thing is being slow. But what about you? What do you think? I mean, you already gave us kind of like uh, a little bit of yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think it depends on where we land at the end of the of the transfer window. Uh, if you, I don't think you guys are buying anyone else. Maybe apart from the goalkeeper, you who you just linked with. So you're not you're not making any extra significant changes to your team in terms of additions. So I can assume what you have now is what you're going to go with. So that's fine. If we go with what we have now, without so Lavia, so sorry, so sorry, I had to. I just yeah, had no to worries. step away no very briefly. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Namdi was... Sorry, Alex was just talking about what we are going to do this season and if Liverpool and Arsenal... We'll, we'll, if we'll Arsenal finish, finish ahead. ahead of Liverpool yeah. or the other way around. So, and he was yeah. talking about signings and... Um, keep going, please, Alex. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was just saying, Namdi, is that uh, it looks like the squad that Arsenal have at the moment is the squad you're going to go with. I don't think you're making any extra additions apart from possibly the goalkeeper who you're linked with. So I can I can yes. assume that is your that can assume that is your squad. But Liverpool will most likely get a DM, and that's where we'll end with. If that happens, I can see you guys finishing first and us finishing third. If we get the DM, get centre back and the right back, I can see us finishing first, and I can see you finishing second. Uh, it's it's literally that important that we get those players that I'm talking about, and yeah, so that's what it is. So onto the window shot for me to make a solid prediction, but as it, as it, as it, as it is right now, I think Arsenal are ahead of Liverpool, only just. Oh, okay. So, I, I I on the other hand, eh, I I'm finding it very difficult to make a clear prediction. Besides City winning the league. I'm finding it very difficult to make any any other call, especially because I know that Pep Guardiola will go into the market. It's unheard mm-hmm. of for him not to. So if he goes in to strengthen, then all bets are off. These guys know how to do the thing. And Pep is so, so committed to refreshing his squad. He's made it like canon. That's like the bedrock of his philosophy. I don't see that changing this season. Now for us, what do we need to do to get up one level? Alex, I disagree with you. I don't think we're done because we definitely need a forward. In the unlikely circumstances that we keep Balogo and Nketiah, maybe. But because I see either one or two of those guys going up, I think Mikel recognizes that he needs that guaranteed scoring option up front. 
And I think everybody realizes by now that Jesus is a great player, but he's not your 25 goal a season striker. So oh, I think Jesus, you, you, you just, you just called Jesus. him out for... He, I, I was about, he, thank he you. called you out for, for your soul. <laughs> and now, and now I you're not coming, a church, <laughs> You're not in church, bro. You're not in church, bro. It's Jesus. <laughs> okay, okay. What do we say? We say Jesus, yeah? Okay, Jesus. Yeah. Or right, go on. Go on. You know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, that's yeah. it, really. I think... Um, no, I but, think you we whether, whether we, did, but you didn't answer whether... But you did answer whether we finished above Liverpool. Oh, uh, Listen, it's a hard call, man. Taken to Arteta, we know he's a great manager. He had a yeah. fantastic season last season. Well, Liverpool were on a downer. They'll pick up again. I can't guarantee that we finish above Liverpool. I would nah. really like us to. All right, fair enough, fair enough. So, I mean, except if... Hello? Hello, yeah, no, we heard yeah. you. We heard yeah. you, we heard we you. Heard you. Heard you. I mean, then, don't worry, for the next post- podcast, try and guarantee us good service. Straight here. <laughs> <laughs> when <laughs> I heard it, and I'm not even sure. But anyway, what I was uh, what I was going to add to it was, um, you know, it's going to be an exciting season. And um, Alex, thank you so much for coming on um, throughout this summer. Um, we've had so much fun doing this during the summer. So what we'll probably do is probably have a few more during the season as it goes along on Sundays after big games, on weekends when we're able to. And uh, hopefully we'll have Namdi on as well. I mean, when the season is on, it will be hotter because, you know, it will be probably be after one or two games and you guys will be ready to talk about it. So, again, thank yeah. you very much for coming on to speak today and definitely hope we'll have you on another one shortly in the future. Um, thank you, Dima. Thank no you, Wahala. Nandi. Th- thank you. Then, Wahala, are you still there? Are you there? Is your service good enough to say what's up? To say bye-bye. Uh, I can't even hear him. I, I hope he's still on, but... <laughs> I know Namdi wants to say it. Um, I was I'll, I'll, say, oh, you're hello. here? Hello, yeah. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, you yes, hear me? Yes. Yeah, so I just wanted to I say, I'll just, I'll just say thanks for coming on. And um, obviously, oh, we'll no a few more of these during the season. Um, and like I said, you have to guarantee us good um, service when next we are coming. <laughs> <laughs> you have these this cuttings and cuttings that you have. Just make sure, just make sure that Shola is on here next time. Because what yeah. I hate, usually, <laughs> real life, Alex and I tend to have very similar views. I need somebody yeah. that I can fight with. So bring Shola here. Yeah, no yeah. yeah no Allah. We'll bring Shola. Happy to be here as well. So thank you guys. You guys have a great weekend. All right, uh, man. You too. Have a good All night. Right. Alex, thank you. Thanks, All right. man. Bye. Let's begin.